How would it feel to increase your revenue without just booking more clients? Making more revenue while working less? That sounds like the dream, right? In today's episode, I am so excited to share with you an interview that I did with my friend Destiny Tillery. We're going to talk all about in-person sales and, as Destiny calls it, in-person service. We're going to talk about how to go deep with your clients and create an experience beyond just their session. We need to educate each and every one of our clients about what to do with their images after their session. Destiny makes this so easy to just get started, and I'm so excited for you to learn from her. Destiny is an award-winning, full-service photographer based in Brandon, Mississippi. She specializes in newborn, maternity, and family sessions. She's also the host of the IPS Made Easy podcast, and she has a Facebook group and community, as well as education for those photographers who want to go even deeper with in-person service and really create more revenue while working less. If you're ready to learn her incredible simple steps to get started and to go deeper, then let's get started. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey, Destiny. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today and cannot wait to talk to you about all things in-person sales. I think this can be extremely intimidating for so many, and I'm excited for you to sort of help us unpackage this and give us the crash course, right? Like how to get started, how to make it more simplified. But before we get into that, I would love for you to just introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are, who you live with, and what you do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for having me on your your podcast show. I'm so excited to be here and to um, just to speak with your audience and your listeners and stuff today. As you said, my name is Destiny, uh, Destiny Tillery, and I live in Brandon, Mississippi, which is very central to the state. And I host the podcast, um, IPS Made Easy Photography Podcast. And let's see. I uh, have three children who I live with uh, and my husband of almost 21 years, um, four chickens, two dogs, and a cat. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Destiny, tell us how old your kiddos are. So my oldest is 15, and then I have two eight-year-olds, a boy and a girl. Oh, my Not God. twins, born in the that. same calendar year, though. 
Oh, that's so crazy. Oh my gosh. So is that called Irish twins when they're like less than 15 months apart or something? Yes, I think it is. Yes. But we, we adopted at birth while I was pregnant and that's how we have two, two babies in the same year. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That's so cool. Okay. So it's like having twins though, Ashley. It really is. Yeah. I I was going to say, I can't imagine. I'm sure there are parts of it that are easy and then some parts that are more difficult when they're closer in age. That's exactly right. You know, whenever (laughs) I have work to do or there's something, you know, like mom needs to work or um, just anything, you know, I can, they have a playmate. They always have a built-in best friend, which is so cool because um, they can just go play or go jump on the trampoline, go swimming, whatever. I love that. And your oldest is probably like, I have other things to do. I don't want to do what you want to do. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Unless it involves cleaning her room in which she can uh, sort of bribe her younger siblings to (laughs) to help her help her out with her chores. I love it. That's so cool. Okay. So I would love to hear a little bit more about your journey and how you got to where you are today. So do you still currently do photography or are you only focused now on coaching photographers? So I do both, but yes, I still do shoot. I have uh, clients that I shoot. My um, niche is newborn and maternity. And I have a studio here and I have for a long time, a a good many years. I've been doing photography since my 15-year-old was two. So I'm getting in the teens here at this point in my business and my photography business. And it's only been the past few years where I have been coaching other photographers, which is so fun and so rewarding, as you know. Yes. Um, as far as like, um, what, what began the journey? Um, let's say I started photography, like I said, whenever faith, who was my oldest when she was two and it was really just out of, um, I just loved the hobby. Actually, let me just be honest with you. The reason I started photography was because my husband was so cheap. He didn't want to pay for photography (laughs) and he bought me this camera. So many other other photographers have started this way. It's crazy. But, you know, having a nice camera and, you know, a cute subject doesn't mean that you can just create this beautiful whatever, you know, it's not like having a a canvas and paints and said, okay, paint a Picasso. Well, it's just not doable, right? You've got to have the knowledge to be able to use it. Well, anyway, after two years of having really crummy pictures of her, um, I developed, you know, more skill and then just my business took off from there. Um, and it has just, it, it evolved, you know, like it does, you get more clients and then, um, you change your prices a little bit, or maybe not. And you get more clients and you get more busy. And then this awesome, cool thing that you were going to start to do on the side then becomes like, a complete takeover, <laughs> takeover of your life. And it just becomes all consuming. And, and that is, that is what happened to me as well. You know, I, I decided that, um, you know, this was going to be something I wanted to do full time, but in doing that, I didn't also set up the systems I needed to help support me in my home life and in my work life. And so I was just completely kind of floundering a bit, you know, and I, there, it all came to, um, ahead whenever faith, our oldest is, was, she was about five, almost six. We were going to Disney world and we were preparing for this amazing vacation. So excited. Um, I knew this was, she, her birthday is in November. And as you know, busy season for photographers is in the fall, right? So we, 
we're anticipating this first big vacation with her. She's old enough now to be able to enjoy the things. And so I'm talking it up to her. I'm like, baby, we're going to get to go to play. You know, we're going to do all these rides. It's going to be so amazing. At the time we didn't have our two little ones. It was, she was just our only child. And, um, it was a way for me to say, let mom work. I've got to make money. Please go play. Get out of my face. That's basically what I was trying to, I was, I was saying to her. And every time I did, it was like a dagger to the heart, but I was like, well, I need to work. I need to hurry up and get all these out before we go on vacation. Because, you know, November Thanksgiving, and everybody wants to send their Christmas cards the day after Thanksgiving, I have to like be prepared and go ahead and get ready. And, um, so there was this one day where she said, mom, will you play with me? And for the 15th bazillion time, (laughs) I told her, I wish I could. And I began to cry. And I was like, I wish I could, but I can't. I just can't. I know you keep asking me, but I have to work. And I'm at my computer and she looks at me like, um, like almost scared. Like, I don't even know what to say. And and, And I was like, okay, something needs to change here. I can't do this. You know, I need to be able to figure out a way to work less and make more because I had at this point, once you reach a certain income level, you don't want to like go back, you know, you don't want to like go downhill, but I can't work this much. And I definitely need to show her my attention and my love more than just working to make money because it wasn't translating to love to her. So that is like really where it needed to change for me and really where I began to explore in-person sales and making a change the way that I sold my photography work and really the way that I valued my time. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that story. Cause I do feel like every photographer at some point has that pivotal moment where you have to decide, like, is this going to be a job where it works for me or where I work for it? That's right. And I mean, I think we can all agree that we all started our photography business for freedom. We wanted time freedom and we wanted money freedom. We did not want a job that we were chained to. I mean, that's why a lot of people start their own business. And so I love that you came to this moment where you realized that it had sort of gone too far. Like it was starting to own you instead of you owning it. And so I love that you dove into IPS because I think that's kind of where a lot of photographers feel stuck. Like there's only, you know, you can only work so many weekends, you can only have so many clients a month and still maintain that balance. But IPS is really the sort of gateway to be able to work less and make more. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in 2011, 12, 13, 14, like all right in here, it wasn't a big topic. It wasn't talked about widely. I mean, social media was not nearly what it is now. And there was no formal education I I couldn't find. Now there were, I had a mentor who mentored mentored me in newborn photography. She did in-person sales. And so she just kind of showed us what she did, but it wasn't like that was part of the mentorship. It was just the actual posing and shooting newborn photography. So like I knew it was people were doing it and they were killing it. And I'm like, well, if it's possible for her, then it's possible for me. And I'm just going to figure out how to do it. And I didn't have any, anybody teaching me what to do. And it just seemed like 
this is something I need to do and I need to figure this crap out like now. And so I just began, I just started somewhere. I didn't say, oh, I've got to make X amount of dollars. So I'm going to jump right in or this is my big, huge lofty goal. I'm just going to jump right into that. It was a more gradual thing. And that worked so well for me and it felt so natural. So that is the way that I teach my students how to do it. And that's, you know, what the podcast is all about is making it easy, you know, like take the complication out of it, take all the barriers away and just start where you can. I love that you mentioned too, that it's a gradual growth. Like I think so many photographers and so many coaches, these, let me just back up. I, I almost said two things at once that contradicted each other. I feel like there are so many photographers out there that want the quick fix and just want the answer. And then there are so many coaches out there that know that and they, and they sort of uh, preach to that, right? Like, oh, all you need is more clients. All you need is more sales. But if you do not have the systems in place, if you do not have the foundation built first, then jumping ahead a hundred steps is not what you need. You do need that gradual growth so you can create sustainability. So I'm very glad that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and with the, with the gradual growth in my business came also the gradual growth in income, because then even if you just get started, you know, with a lower price point, at least you're meeting with them in person. And when you focus your business, any business, but especially one where you are, where it's so connected with emotional, emotional ties, like photography is, it's important to have the foundation of service. And this is just a supercharged way to really gain loyal clients because you're meeting with them and you're helping them and you're serving them really at a high level, more high than you can in any other way, in my opinion, um, of selling photography work. I agree 100%. Now, I think a lot of photographers are intimidated by in-person sales and it can feel really sort of out of touch or out of reach for so many because it just feels like one more thing. You know, we already have so much on our plates, juggling, raising children, growing a business. And now we think about adding in in in-person sales, more time away from our family, you know, um, maybe this pressure of selling that a lot of people are like, well, I'm just not a salesperson. So can you share with our listeners just a little bit about what IPS entails, maybe what IPS is in your own words, and then how photographers can easily get started. Yeah. So my definition of in-person sales is really in-person service because anywhere where you serve high, a high level, you're also going to get the income from it. You know, like your the income is going to level, is going to raise to the level of service that you provide. And it's like that across any genre of photography of any business in any industry. And like I said, you know, you've just got to have the service as a cornerstone. Now I've heard this a lot. It is like people think, Oh, this is scary. I don't want to put myself out there. So yeah, like you're, you're, you're dealing with a lot more than just the tacticals and the strategies of selling your work in person. It's more like, um, mental, um, mindset blocks like fear of rejection. It is, um, you know, money blocks like 
I love this job. I love doing this. And just because we love it doesn't mean we shouldn't get paid for it. So I feel like there's a disconnect. Sometimes we think, well, we're doing something that we love that gives us time freedom, that we um, have some sort of um, like an outlet for creativity, then we shouldn't charge a lot for it or we shouldn't get paid our worth for it. And it is so... um, it's, it's been a very eye-opening to me to see the different blocks that are having to be removed for people to really step into something that can be so simple. Now, whenever you think of time and the time that it takes, I had a recent, a student recently, she was kind of like, I don't know if this is right for me. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should go, you know, anyway, I asked her, I said, well, Yes, it is. it does mean that you have to meet with your client again. But right now you're making $350 a session, lock, sock, and barrel, the whole thing. What if you just made $1,000 plus a sitting fee? Could you make time then? And she was like, mm, yeah, because guess what? Now she only has to shoot two or three sessions to make that. Or, you know, like she only has to make she always had to do one shoot one session for the three or four that she would have had to do before. And that is altogether, altogether better because then not only are you shooting less, but you've just gained a really loyal client. One that is going to just completely shout your name from the rooftops because now they're going to have something in hand, like an album or framed art to show off. Okay. How many people are going to hold up a a USB and say, look what I got in the mail. Like if it's really pretty, they might, you know, but whenever they have something that they really cherish, that they get to look at and display on their walls that they otherwise may have not done. They may have just had this, you know, download link or this flash drive. And I'm not knocking digitals. I sell them. There is a place for them. I fully believe that, but it's not fully serving our client because not everybody wants only just digitals. Some people just don't have a vision of what it could be, of what their walls could look like, of, you know, the memories that they have in print. They just don't, they just don't have um, that vision and they need help understanding what, what's even a, what could be a possibility for them. Um, some, you asked what are some, like some things that some photographers could do just to get started. Is that what you said? Yeah. Can I interrupt you real quick before you yeah. start? So I was just thinking about this cause I think that you just touched on so many incredible things going deep with your clients instead of having a multitude of clients, sort of like, I'm thinking of it as like a horizontal, like horizon, right? So you have multiple clients that you're only charging say 350, you know, for a 1 hour session with them and you're creating like you're gaining all these really awesome clients, but you're not going you're not able to go deep with the clients like a vertical mm-hmm. up and down relationship. And so I, that just made me think if you could go more vertical with your clients and you could go create a very in-depth experience for them where it extends beyond their session and as you mentioned giving them these ideas of how to use their photos that they may have never even thought about is such an incredible service. I once heard someone speak about IPS and say, if you don't offer prints to your your clients, you're actually doing them a disservice. Like you are not giving your clients the educational knowledge that every client deserves. And I just thought that was really cool 
But one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, because I hear this from a lot of photographers, is like, well, I wouldn't buy prints. I wouldn't buy an album, right? I would just prefer the digital images. Like, how would you sort of speak to that? We are not our ideal client all the time. And that's just that. When you establish who your ideal client is, then you can serve them better. But if you're trying to cast the net wide and reach every single person, then of course, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get everything. And there's, and we don't want that. We want an ideal client who values printed artwork, ones that um, value something that they can actually flip through. Another good point is we know what to do with the digitals. We do. Not our clients. Not our, our clients are not graphic designers. They're not photographers. They're not, you know, they're not, um, their skill level in Photoshop is likely very minimal, if at all. They don't just, they, you know, like they just don't know what to do with digitals or how to size correctly the canvases for the wall or create groupings or they don't know where to order them. And so you're exactly right. By not offering these other things, it's doing our clients a disservice because they very well may be completely open to it. They just need help. They need a little bit of handholding. And you're right too. I mean, quality is definitely, quality over quantity is where it's at for sure. Yes. Yeah. So there is a, there's something um, that I thought about. Now I told you that I'd been married for 21 years. And so um, I got married at 18. My husband and I, we knew that photography would be like one of our biz- biggest expenses when we got married because we had a very shoestring budget whenever we were planning our our modest wedding. Okay. But we knew we we're like, okay, who is the best in our area? I'm from Gulf Shores, Alabama, and my husband is closer from Mobile. And there's this photographer who'd been in business for years and years in Mobile. He was an, an older man. And everything was, and every time I, I think of this analogy or of, of, of thinking about digitals versus prints, I think of this man because that is the only way that he sold his photography work. It was only in person, only by looking at like this, this portfolio of the photos that he had taken. And we flipped through, we looked at them in person, we chose what we wanted. And then it occurs to me all these years later, there was no other option before. There was like, if you think about it, you look back to when you were a kid and you went to Olin Mills or your mom took you to, you know, wherever, Sears, what did they do? They printed out all these pictures while your mom is sitting there. They show all these pictures and then they write in front of you, just throw the ones in the trash that your mom doesn't choose. And she's like, oh, don't throw my baby in the trash. I guess I'll just buy them all. And then they sit in a closet, you know? So, I mean, even before that though, the more reputable photographers, they would meet with their clients in person because digital just wasn't a thing. It was not even available. So it wasn't until the past 20, 25 years that this has even been an option. And right now is we have to, we have to kind of go back. We've conditioned as photographers, we've conditioned our clients to accept, to expect to get only digitals because there's a lot of reasons, but another reason, one of the reasons is it was easy and it didn't, we didn't have to address a lot of our own inner, like our own inner problems and blocks and stuff when it comes to selling. And if, if, you are thinking as a listener, if you're out there and you're thinking, well, this is not something that I'm good at. I'm not good at sales. And the idea of it makes me want to barf. Okay. 
go back to thinking, when was the last time you did something that made you want to barf and you did it anyway? And you came out on the other side and guess what? You didn't die. And chances are the next time you did it, it was easier. It's the same way. You just have to remember, you're not actually going to die. And number two, (laughs) you're going to create like client friends, make more money. Even if you don't even raise your prices, if you just meet with your clients and offer them something, you're just going to make more money because you're offering them a service that not everyone else does. And you're offering something that they either want, didn't know they want, or, you know, yeah, basically like they didn't even know that they wanted or they already knew that they wanted. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Cause I am one of those people like, right. Like I'm one of those people that would have been like, but I just, I don't, I don't want print sales. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't need the album. And then here I am, my, I am a photographer and I don't even have a wedding album. And like, I hardly have pictures up because it, it's so time consuming. And if I had a photographer who sat down with me and was like, this is important, like show off these beautiful photos. I am literally that client who doesn't post their photos and doesn't show their photos. And I am a photographer. And so it just goes to show that, you know, just because we're not our ideal client doesn't mean that there aren't people out there who are looking for this exact type of service and who want to get their photos off of the USBs or off of the digital galleries. And it's like, gosh, it's just kind of eye-opening, very inspirational hearing you talk about that because it's a mindset shift, right? Like we have to just know that this is possible. It might not be, you know, the most widely accepted right now because everybody is so shoot and share right now, like just shoot and share the digitals. And that might be what the majority of the people want. But I also like to use this analogy too, is like, do you want to be the photographer who is inexpensive and you have a lot of volume, you know, or do you want to be that boutique photographer who creates the experience, who creates the incredible photography, you know, and doesn't have a lot of clients, but you can charge more. So do you want volume or do you want revenue, right? And and you can, I would so prefer to work less and make more. And this is how, or, you know, a very important stream of how you can do that. So I think I would love for you to kind of dive into maybe how photographers can get started, but also like bridging the gap of the transition, right? So I'm a photographer who only shares digitals, but now I really want to get into IPS, but how do I start and how do I transition? Yeah. So right before I go into that, I want to touch on something that you said just a moment ago. And Ashley, as you know, as a homeschool mom, I'm soon to be a homeschool mom. There's so many things as a business owner, multiple business owner and mom and wife and all of the things. We have so many things pulling at our attention all the time. And I think we truly live in a culture of procrastination (laughs) because like we're, we're always trying to figure out the thing that needs us the most, like who needs me the most? What's the top thing on the list? And you're a, you say you're a photographer that is the one that needs to, you know, that wants digitals, but never prints anything. And there is a reason for that. It's because it's the same reason that we don't want to let our clients fall into that same trap. And it's this, there's always a baby to change. There's always a meal to cook. There are always laundry. There's always, always laundry to do. 
someone you know needs this or a fight to break up or an errand to run. There's always something to do. And so when you have that dedicated time to sit down and to truly like get, it's more, more for them than, than us. A lot of times, like if you just have this, this time that you've set aside to choose your order, to make your decisions, you can prep your client a lot beforehand so that by the time you meet with them, they have already been prepped. This is not the first time that they've even thought of what they would do with their, you know, by this time they should have already been coached in like, you know, five or six different times about what they should do to prepare. So by the time they get with you, they're ready to go. Um, yeah, we just have, that's just another way that we can, we can help them hone in on, Hey, let's just make this decision. Otherwise two years goes by and you're like, well, it's time to get new pictures now. So Mm -hmm. for, uh, for transitioning and starting, this is what I would say. If you are a shoot and share, or if you're a photographer who shoots, puts them on an online gallery, you do offer these products, but you just don't meet with them in person. What I would say, if in-person sales seems completely out of the realm of possibility for you, just start anywhere. If you are selling products, but online, Keep your prices exactly the same. Just simply meet with your client. That's all. That's the only difference. Have some samples of what you already have, what you already offer, and just practice meeting with them. Now then you've taken away the fear of your prices being higher. You have already met with them once to shoot the session, so they're not strangers. And the only difference is you now get to see their reaction whenever when you present their photos to them. And this is a very rewarding aspect of in-person sales too, because, you know, we're left a lot of times when we just shoot and share, when we shoot and send, they, they may have an amazing reaction, but we don't know. Did they like them? Did they hate them? Did they hate me now? I don't know. Like who knows? Because they may not be really animated in their text or their emails. And it might just be like, they were great. Thanks. But in their heart, they were like, oh my God, these are the best pictures ever. You know, right. like you just don't know that. So if you just, if you don't have a, a, um, a studio, no problem. Meet at Panera, meet at Starbucks, meet in your home, meet in their home, meet in the library. Like there, the multitude of options to be able to meet with your clients is absolutely endless. Now, if you are um, where you just all inclusive, you take the pictures, it's one price. If that's all you can do right now is start right there. Start where you are. And the only difference is you just meet with them in person to show them and then to present their photos. Okay. Maybe the next step after that would be to create a pricing guide that would include some products, maybe just prints for now just so that you can get your feet wet in it because it really has nothing to do with your client. It has everything to do, to do with you as a photographer and your confidence. And when you get started, when you get, when you like the first time you do it, you're going to have a little bit more confidence than you did before. And then the next time, and it just grows until you feel more comfortable selling, you know, all the products that you want to sell to transition. If you, uh, really want to do this the right way and you transition that that period so that you don't lose clients, well, you just start with your next client. So like your old clients, you may have some sort of offer or one year or two year 
you know, kind of like where you are truly transitioning them. But for all your new inquiries, they won't know the difference. They have no idea what your prices were before. And hopefully you will be getting new clients and, you know, new inquiries. And when you do, you just start implementing this on the front end. So over time, your in-person sales clients will increase, your older ones will decrease. You don't want to lose those. So like you want to make sure that you are letting them know that they are a valued client of yours, that you are, um, you're going to kind of like walk them through this a little bit, you know, have a few options for offers that they could choose. Like one example might be that they have the same pricing for up to a year or the very next session is the, is the same price or a product credit of X amount of dollars. I mean, as long as you communicate with them, they're going to feel valued. Yes, that's so good. So the other, the next question I have would be, so if a photographer decides that they want to start having these sessions or just like a reveal, like how would they present that to their client? Right. Because their client may not have been expecting that. Right. Because they haven't been talking about it for a while. So because this is something that I really struggled with was when I was doing weddings. First of all, it was really intimidating to like invite them to this, you know, reveal sort of party because Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to expect. Like. I didn't really know how the session should be structured. I didn't really, I I wasn't confident, right? And so like maybe just practicing on like your family or your friends first would be helpful just so you could practice the verbiage. Um, Because I know that for me was really intimidating. So I just never did it because I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I just don't have like a framework, you know, to follow or Mm -hmm. so do you have any like recommendations or tips for like first how to present it? to your client because, you know, obviously they might say no. And then that can feel like, well, crap, they're they're not interested. Like, what am I doing wrong? So how, how could we present it? And then maybe like a loose outline of like, how would we structure that meeting? So inside of, um, I have a mentorship called IPS Made Easy Collective. And in there we'll go, we would go through like individual, exactly what to say, but to give you like a broad overview of what that would look like is, to know that if you already have a a client that you've already booked, obviously you're not going to spring it on them. It's not like a a bait and switch. I don't, you don't want them to, you know, feel like they've, they're getting something that they didn't anticipate. So even if you're not ready to change your prices or up them or offer products just yet, or just to to shift things, um, do it with your next client that you book, but let them know ahead of time, like let them know before they book that that's the process you know, like I know with me, with many of the photographers I know before booking, you kind of give a little synopsis, a little brief overview as to what it could look like and what they can expect if they book a session with you. And in there, you could just say, you know, this is exactly, you know, the prices of this, but we're going to meet in person. And that is a way you can let them know whenever you meet with them in person, there's, if, I mean, we have devices all around us. Any one of those devices would work even an iPhone, an iPad, a laptop, a TV, whatever you have with a screen will be fine to get started. You just use whatever you have. And as far as verbiage, I think we could really get in our head about what we say. I don't want to make a mistake, but it really is just about two humans coming together or a few humans together, Mm -hmm. you know, making a connection 
And it's just a conversation. And it's truly as simple as, hey, I can't wait to show you your pictures. You know, let's let's look at these pictures. Now, what to say here and this and that. I mean, I mean, eventually it'll come and you'll get more confidence and you'll get better as you go, like you said. But whenever you are first starting, you don't have to have it all figured out. A moving ship is easier to steer than a, than a stationary one. Um, but for a few to, to really like get started, let me give you just like a few things that I would make sure that you had shirt up. Okay. So you want to be clear as to what your prices are based on your priorities and your boundaries. So however you've set your prices, even if it is the transitional price, like if, even if it's just what you have right now, or if it's the the bigger ones that you're ready to move into. Go ahead and be clear on that. Have them printed and ready whenever you meet with your clients. The next, um, decide on where you're going to meet your clients. Like I said, whether it's at a restaurant, a coffee shop, a library, your home, their home, whatever. Just go ahead and have an idea in your mind of where it is that you're going to meet them or a, a few options that could, you could meet with your client. Number three, have a few samples. Whatever, whatever uh, products that you already offer or want to, just keep a very simple list of products. It could be just prints. It could be an album. It could be canvas. It could be, um, you know, framed, framed portraits. But if you're just starting and you just want to get your feet wet, somewhere to start would be prints. Then you want to decide how you're going to actually present them. Like I was just saying, just have anything with a screen. Anything that you can pull up their photos, look through them together, and that's it. You can get fancy and print them if you want to. You don't have to because that's just one more barrier, one more thing on our shoulders that we'd have to do, and one more expense. It's not necessary. We don't have to do that. And then how to accept payments. I think that it's 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 crazy to think you've done all of this work. You've gotten there at the very end, and then you're afraid to tell them the price. You're afraid to tell them what the total is, okay? If it's $5,000, you say it's $5,000. Would you like to write a check or do you have a card for that? But that is a big block for a lot of people. And just knowing how you accept payments is a big, important step to go ahead and have um, already ready. That way, if they say, I have a card, you can take that right then. Yes. Oh, I have a follow-up question on that. Do you offer payment plans? I do. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us like a little bit about what a payment plan might look like? Is it, do they get their prints and then they can continue paying or they pay until they're paid in full and then they get all of the products? Personally, I have the payment plans where they can stretch it out every three months and then they, they receive their products whenever they've paid in full. Okay, cool. That's so good to know. Cause I know some people, allow their clients to get the products in advance. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know that I would trust that. <laughs> so or, I know, like that idea. For a lot of years, I did do that. And I never was burned until I was. Mm-hmm. And it only takes one time to get burned really good. And you're like, you know, that one's on me. Yeah. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> right. Live and learn. Oh my goodness, Destiny, this was such a great conversation. I feel like our listeners are going to be so much more empowered to just get started. As you said, all it takes is just deciding that you're going to do it and just one foot in front of the other and just baby steps, right? You're going to grow. You're going to get better. Your sales are going to increase as you get 
you know, more comfortable with it. But I love that you gave really practical, actionable steps, getting your pricing, you know, ready, having it presented in a way that's really easy to digest. I know another tip that I would have too, and you did mention this, but just so that I can like really hit this home is to keep it simple. If you give them every option that is offered through your print company, they're going to be so overwhelmed. So do them a service, do them a solid, let's say, (laughs) of really honing in on a few things. And then if they want something that's not offered, I'm sure they'll bring it up and they'll say, do you have this? Because I've seen this before. But keep it simple because, again, decision fatigue. We don't want to add to that. Yeah, we're not the Cheesecake Factory. We're, we're, you know. (laughs) Exactly. We don't need all the options. Yeah, less is more for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so before we end, would you please share with everyone where they can connect with you and how they can learn more about this uh, program collective that you offer? Yeah, it's the IPS Made Easy Photography Podcast. And also I'm IPS Made Easy on Instagram. Um, I've got a Facebook community, the same name, and also um, a Facebook page that you can reach out and find me there. The collective is a mentorship that goes through A to Z all the way um, from beginning business basics all the way through the delivery and referrals and testimonials and teaches you every single thing that you would need to do to get started and be profitable right out of the gate with in-person sales. Oh, I love that. And I'll be sure to, of course, put all the links in the show notes for you guys so you have easy access. Thank you so much, Destiny, for being here today. This was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Oh my gosh, mama, are you feeling a little bit more excited about just getting started? I know for me, after the interview with Destiny, I was so encouraged and inspired to go deeper with each of my clients. Now, a lot of you guys know that I have transitioned to brand photography, but I still have a couple of wedding clients here and there that I do take just kind of on a case by case basis, right? Like I really am particular about which weddings I do accept. Um, But I used her strategy and I used her sort of guidelines that we just talked about at one of my recent, um, with one of my recent wedding clients. And I ended up selling a wedding album and a huge 20 by 30 canvas Uh, without even trying, honestly. All I did was go to their house, present them with the photos, and I offered some albums. And I did have them printed, right? So I already had these in my possession. But it added an additional like $1,800 worth of revenue on top of that wedding, just because I offered. And I was blown away. I literally left being like, Oh my gosh, Destiny, thank you so much. So I encourage you, just give it a try. With your next client that you book, even if you have a current client that's already booked with you, I know that Destiny said don't spring it on them, but I honestly feel like you could just ask them if if they want that as an option of, hey, I'd love to come over and bring some of my samples for you so you can check them out. Um, they can say no, but they might say yes. And that's exactly what I did with this client. I had already booked this wedding client. I hadn't informed them that I was going to be doing that. But I just said, hey, I would love to offer you this in-person consultation totally free of charge if you're interested. And they were. 
So I encourage you to just get started. Take that leap and and view this as in-person service, as Destiny said. It doesn't have to feel salesy. You're just giving them the option and the education of what they could do with these photos after their session. If you enjoyed today's episode and found value in it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this, share it out on Instagram, and tag me at The Purpose Gathering and Destiny at Destiny Tillery Photography, and let us know what your favorite part of this episode was. I really hope that it encourages you to get out there and give it a try. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things, and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.